I need to preamble this initiation into the magical arts with another discourse on mindfulness and that is how I choose to kick off things uh, here on this new episode of Beyond Meaning the Hidden Science of Thought. Welcome back friends and variations thereof to another episode of Beyond Meaning the Hidden Science of Thought. This um, podcast might as well be a mindfulness um, stan account because I do be advocating it a lot. But that's good, yo. Um, it's it's good because uh, new listeners who haven't heard the show before will be able to hear my view on mindfulness and the importance of it if they don't like necessarily already like captivate it which like i mean if you're here welcome if you're a new listener hello i know i've been uh networking with a lot of new circles and um this might be the first time that a lot of you are listening so uh hello and welcome i'm happy that you found your way to this corner of the internet my corner of the internet and um with that being said i mean i believe that like the, any true foundation for magic grows its roots within the practice of mindfulness and the visualization of a goal an intention an outcome and the subsequent characterization of like mentality into action from that perspective of like all right this is what like this is what i'm going to carry about but it can't necessarily be uh manifested through these normal means of just going to like for example buy it or whatever because it's more so like a personality trait or a characteristic trait that can't necessarily be developed by just buying it you need to go and you need to work on it not necessarily exclusively by like going into crowds and stuff but it's the true shadow work of the mind the subconscious mind power that creates the energetic ripples that act upon the outside world of the space within your body outside of your body etc like i mean if your subconscious mind has holes in it then you are not going to be able to create with the outside world in the best way that you can do it and what magic really is is the bridge between the ideation and the action of the patching of the holes within that subconscious mind space so as you could probably put two and two together mindfulness is the biggest thing that goes into consideration when one is here trying to expand upon the foundational rationality of like all right so how am i going to bring about this drastic change in my own subconscious without the use of like anything outside of myself like it's all going to be within myself all right well i mean first how the heck do i quiet the mind well breathing really helps running really helps dancing really helps drumming really helps mantra so you know it's like you start to like tread upon this like path of yourself like it's like what is it that like allows you to enter a trance where you can literally step outside of your body but like not necessarily like because it's like your ritual at the end of the day is going to be mostly tailored to you and your outcomes and your intentions and like granted truth be told you can you can manifest whatever it is that you want with magic 
but like for all intents and purposes like the only like i mean you can literally go and just do normal work for like not necessarily like work for the man but like bro just do normal stuff to like all right if you want to open doors check but like i mean in this specific reasoning i will be uh, talking for all intents and purposes we'll be talking about using magic as a way to develop the self rather than to like acquire mortal possessions um because of the fact that like we're gonna use it as a means to richer self-development um and i mean the thing is that the byproduct of richer self-development is a, a stronger magnetization of well other things you know so it's like one goes with the other but the true way that i've discovered to acquire um, a higher sense of like personal magnetism it has been through clearing subconscious blockages and allowing for positive thought patterns to replace those negative thought patterns within my own subconscious and as a way to divinate my own subconscious patterns you I have I have developed many rituals upon which I have walked upon and prepared for myself in order to see how my mind responds you know it's like all right I'm going to get into this state of mind. I'm going and I'm going to tell myself that there's a fucking demon in front of me, right? And like if um and like yeah, I'm going to see how that makes me respond, you know? And based off of like fear programming or empowerment programming, how I choose to respond in like the possession of like this like entity or whatever it doesn't necessarily need to be like fucking wrote uh, a classically demonic you know it's like the thing is that like it's like all right this is an outside entity this is a uh this is like plato's demon you remember uh the advisory entity that uh gives console counsel counsel <laughs> but anyway moving on listen so it's like and then you magnetize this and then like that's your subconscious talking to you like it's like what more is it bro like your mind uh, your mind connects to infinite intelligence and let's say that this is an actual entity that exists outside of your own energetic energetic constituency then your subconscious mind is choosing to create it in this personality in order for you to be able to make sense of it in this way because it needs to have this resolution with you in this specific time frame so it's like it's up to you because it's like you realize all right this is what this is representing within myself how can i show this part of myself like how can i respond to this right how can i respond to this implying i am like the like i am not just bound to like my own physical mortality i am actually acting from the infinite intelligence uh the seats of infinite intelligence through the vision of this uh mortal being known as my own self you know whoever that may be in this moment of time uh it is who you are it is who i am it is who we are and collectively we make up the world and through making up the world we create the singular unitary faction of like well our planet right and then our planet interacts with like the solar system to create like a sort of grid and like this grid moves within the entire matrix of the universe and the cosmos in order to like heave and flow the currents and like the the well i mean it's uh the time frame the time space like for us it's a perceived time space that's why like we have time time exists in three dimensionality and like i mean uh like really like that's just time 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 is the perspective uh disentanglement of events that are pro that are falling towards a uh, a, a crux an end 
so in order to like really even step into that like it's so important for you to be able to like see that like the requirements for you to have a foundation in mindfulness and like what is mindfulness just like clearing your mind you know how can i how can i be the most in this moment like you know it's like how can i step into time uh and like disen uh, unencumbered by like the past or the or the future not even like the present just like being now you know because it's like when you're here now you, like that's it you're here now like just be here now you know like i mean it all it only takes you to like be here now in order for you to realize why being here now is like important to be here now um you realize that like bro it's here now like here's where like bro i can't even talk about it just be here now <laughs> and feel the moment you can't talk about the moment it's kind of like you remember how like in fight club it's like you can't even talk about fight club like, it's like the moment, the, the moment, you can't talk about the moment. In order to be in the moment, you can't talk about the moment. Because it's like, in or, if you talk about the moment, the moment flees to the past. It's like, hey, that's the past. So it no longer becomes the moment. Therefore, you shouldn't even talk about it in order to fully enjoy the moment for what the moment is. And as you continue to make the moment its own thing, you are going to allow for the subconscious to expand and chronologically elicit specific symbols after you got yourself into the specific meditative state after you set the intention and after like all right so let's say that like so in reaching that threshold of stillness you enact a sort of so it's like i mean to start off you just take a couple of breaths and like once you got really good at just finding that well mindfulness through uh mindfulness just meditation bro um ultimately that's what i mean a lot of like running around just to get to this point to be honest mindfulness as in just sitting down and take a couple of breaths and not do anything else just to sit down with the body and not do anything not do anything. like sure you can reach like a state of trance doing an infinite other number of things i bet i promise you can but um it's uh through sitting down to do nothing that like you actually allow yourself to like do everything dude like we're gonna get into it like it's like you can't astral project if like you can't reach your astral state your astral body if like you're fucking well i mean sure maybe you can if you're like extremely like adept you know uh, but like while you're like running it's gonna be really hard it's gonna be really hard and like it's gonna be really hard like sure it's possible but it's gonna be really hard but um and it's gonna be like not the best thing because it's like your body's gonna be on complete autopilot pilot and you're gonna be like uh, an astral figure bro <laughs> it's best to do it when you're like in meditation you know and it, so like you set up to take a couple of breaths and this is gonna take a lot of practice it's gonna take a lot of practice it's uh it's gonna take a lot of practice there's no easy way to do it bro um just understand that from the get-go it's going to take you a long time and the more you try to read about it the harder it's gonna get because you're gonna start to fucking minimize it into an experience and you can't do that you gotta do it how it's supposed to be done and that is like you hear it from word of mouth and then you try it for yourself like there's no there's no way to do it like how do you think that like sure honestly like sh shit there's so many ways to do it like sure you can induce it in a couple of ways but like if you're not strong enough in the mind it's not gonna do well for you bro you're not gonna be able to handle it and uh that's the thing mindfulness is a practice in strengthening your mind if you can be mindful every single day you're gonna be able to have a strong mind and when you have a strong mind you can handle navigating the astral realm but unless you can truly like 
sit down, close your eyes, and like take 180 breaths without just stopping. Like one, uh, you know, just like 180 breaths without stopping. Um, it, it, it's not even that, bro. That's reductionist. Like you'll know, your time will come, and you, there will not be a doubt in your mind. That goes with like your spiritual awakening. Like it's like it goes also hand in hand with not comparing yourself. You know, it's like the thing is that there's nothing necessarily spiritual about meditating, but the thing is that the after product, the the byproduct of having such a clear mind is understanding yourself. And as you deep, as you like understand yourself better, you understand that you are just a soul. And uh, the byproduct of being a soul is that you are limitless. And when you realize that you are truly limitless, your experience here on Earth isn't reduced to the own to like the minimal words and expressions of like that language experiences and creates because it's like you're too busy experiencing your experience. You're in the moment. So like that is a byproduct of like your soul. So, you know, like, I mean, if you go ahead and like you see that, like all these great writers, like, I mean, you see that they are not necessarily like like sure they there's there's periods in their lives where they were like not necessarily like lost but like it's like they they had a strong definiteness of purpose they were like all right this is what we're here to do or not even like i mean what are we talking about like we're getting off topic let's just segue back into meditation so it's like yes by clearing the mind you allow yourself to really connect with all of the energy that is like the numerous dimensionalities and like the the realms of existence and like world living that are going to express upon themselves yourselves uh a a, a, a an image an image of the idealized state of mind and the thing is that like don't feel bad for wanting something done the way you want it done like it's like if you don't have if you don't have the courage to like say this is how i want it and this is how i want it um like and that's how it is like sure it might sound like a totalitarian but like it's like it's not bro it's like if you're not it's not wrong for you to want things how you want them like you deserve to want things how you want them and it should be encouraged that you got things how you want them um so uh, well i mean within like you know the fact that it, well i mean if you're here it's just like it's like you have the will you know like if you really want it and like you go get it if you really want it and you go get it and you get it then like i mean you got it bro like who can stop you at that point like it's like you said you wanted it bro who am i to say this is like the thing is though that like by studying these uh, principles and like by like intonating deeper into the things that like you intonate into it, it, it creates like a sort of like in order for it to really work you need to buy into it to a specific degree and the degree in which you buy into it like it requires you to release a lot of like preconceived cognitions about like what you think you want versus what you what really is worth wanting and having and obtaining and like throughout that process of like i guess you could call it like purging like you start to release a lot of like negative and like withholding uh beliefs and it's like you need to become very like positively charged you need to become highly vibrational and truth be told and like that doesn't just go with like what you eat like it's like it's like what you eat not just with your mouth but also like the type of stuff that you consume like it's like are you connecting with your ancestors or are you just like not like giving time to that like because it's like with the the intention to connect with your ancestors you connect with like that timelessness within your own soul and like if you could step into that like sort of cognition that 
sort of like archetypal framework inside of your own mind you're going to be able to see like oh so like this is like very like these patterns all right i see why these patterns impact me in this way and then like i mean what you could see how your own narrative starts to shift into a way where you can start to see yourself acting from the creator's standpoint rather than the observer's standpoint because it's like the observer should like you are not only the observer you're the creator creating the show for the observer to observe while you create you observe and while you observe you create subsequently that's the thing with the subconscious conscious methodology like what you feed your subconscious is going to come back as your conscious experience but it is up to you to feed it the appropriate information that is going to manifest for you the corresponsive action that is going to give you what you actually want from the subconscious mind framework mentality conversation that becomes the actual magical journey like i mean for for like better or for worse you know it's like you were given the tools and like however you use it is how you use it but um the thing is that like there's like it's just it's, it requires a lot of like preconceived initiations like you're gonna have to like go through like a lot of stuff before like or maybe not you know maybe you already went through it like that but that's the thing you went through it so yes i i i, I retract that so let's say that you're comfortable with your subconscious and that you have become aware of how information presents itself to you through the subconscious mind into your conscious actions and vice versa then you're going to start to set the intention to follow energy trails and what do i mean by energy trails you're going to see how one specific action leads you to or how potential actions can lead you to many different reactions and as you follow these reactions you're going to start seeing specific patterns that are going to either be constructive to yourself or deconstructive to yourself and I mean, you've heard season two, season one, bring mention of Chief Definite Aims. And I do realize that a lot of uh, listeners are actually new listeners. So uh, go ahead and check out season two, episodes two and three, I believe. It's a very good comprehensive recapitulation of all the information and contents from season one. And uh, then just listen to season two as it progresses through that moment. And then you'll be up to date. And yeah, I mean, season three is definitely going to be mentioning, uh, taking mention of symbols and shapes from season past seasons, but it's not necessarily required if you can just use inferencing and other tools uh, to really just make sense of it. And also it's important to like, just see how it feels, like if it feels in resonance with you, then you already have a very clear mental image of what it is that is being transmitted. And that's the cool thing because it's like, you know, I mean, words are merely anchors for the actual downloading of information, like following into what we were just saying right now about like following energy, you're going to follow those chain of events to the root, to the epicenter. And when you reach that, that moment, you're going to see it's like, wow, so what is it exactly that like brought me here? And how do you do that? You take a deep breath. Well, I mean, that wasn't a deep breath, but you take a you take a breath, you take a deep breath, you get, you ground, you do whatever that required. And once you ground, you tap into your emotional state. And by seeing how you feel emotionally, it's like, all right, so this was the motivation. All right, what motivated this feeling? And why is it that like I chased this feeling to this point? And then as you start to like move with these notions and these like energy results, uh, energy ripples, they're like going to 
create a sort of like narrative inside of your own mentality of like the well it's gonna create a narrative it's gonna create a narrative of whatever it needs to create but as you see like you might identify this as the voice of god or something something more than what you have already you know been exposed to and i mean this is implying like you know that like this is brand new to you but like i mean if you already have communication with like you know the etheric and like the the, the like psychic avenues of the mind as young would would call it then well yeah whatever when you get this initial slither of like reactionality and it like leads you towards it's like all right what is beyond this what is beyond that because it's like you reach a point where it's like all right you realize that like yes you are doing things out of your own free will but only to like a certain degree and it's like wow what is what is it that is like causing the other part right and then you realize that like okay this is the subconscious and when you try to like connect with the subconscious it's like the archetype is always like bigger than the self because you realize that the personality stems from this big mass of well meaning that the conscious self chooses to pull out of that can be known as infinite intelligence god whatever you want to call it and uh, there are many ways to draw from infinite intelligence actually david wilcock calls it the source field but it's the same thing like you draw from it here's like the like the energy field the energy bubble that everything draws nature out of and uh, here in this present moment the experience of like the self aligns with infinite intelligence and it's a sort of like etheric code that is transmissed transmissioned transmitted transmitted that's the word that is transmitted across the self through the seven chakras it's like a sort of satellite frequency interchange so that's kind of like why you want to like do mantra meditations and all these types of things because it's like it helps to vibrate the specific frequency in order for the intentions to be transmitted so it's like if you're just humming it to connect to, to source energy that's great but if you're humming it with intention to like magnetize your own intentions and etc then that's even better and that's intention no magic in its own right so that's kind of like where we're coming from in all reality it's not like you will be like <laughs> well i mean there's different approaches but yeah i mean in order to get to this point it's very important for you to like have a very strong grounded foundation on like what your personality is how your personality creates your sense of self how your sense of self motivates you to interact with your outside environment you need to become like very highly aware of like a couple of things you see but the number one way to do this is through sitting down and not doing anything meditating like I, well I, i'm not gonna say the number one way like this is just the the most helpful way that i've discovered in like four-ish years like about four years of give or take of like doing this like intentionally but i mean i was like self-initiated into this at like a very young age but yeah at the age of seven i had an out-of-body experience and um i knew i knew it was kind of weird i didn't necessarily realize that i was out of body until like i realized that i was walking and then i saw it was supposedly dark but then i saw down the down the stairs and i was like oh snap i was like yeah oh snap 
and um because it's like i had seen like a like a figure like a like a shaded shaded out figure and i had assumed it was my uncle but um it was like three in the morning and it was not the case obviously because it just wasn't uh i just thought because it's like i wasn't used to seeing people inside of my house um but i was like huh but then i saw them like start blowing clouds of smoke and then i was like huh that's extra weird because it's like there would be no one smoking in this home ever 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 even if it were my uncle he wouldn't have smoked in this home and um so as i approach it i like feel a sort of like if you've watched the mandelbort sets uh they they like loop back into each other they are self-recursive so i recursed back into like my body in what was like a fugue state it was like a time portal because I, it was really hard to like remain conscious but um i felt my like spirit just like sucked me back or it was my spirit just being sucked back into my body or something like that and it felt very weird uh i wasn't really able to like articulate that in those words as a child but i mean in moments of shadow work i have been able to find those meanings and those words and for all intents and purposes like this is 100% what the left hand path is uh, about you know like I mean finding a finding awakening finding like the godhead through the self and having external having independent experiences that are non-dependent on outside forces it's just like the self the own mind because it's like ultimately you do create everything like i mean for like this is actually great because i wanted to tie in the hermetic principle of mentalism into this but like i mean ultimately that's what the left hand path is it's like i mean you fortify that understanding because it's like you realize hey well i mean it's not just left hand path it's like right hand path too it's both that create the middle path which will be the way you walk um well the way you weigh you know it's just your way bro um but the left hand path the left hand paths excuse me uh foundation is like you are you are the creator of this realm or well yeah you are the creator of you are the creator experiencing a a, a vessel a temporary vessel right and through that understanding you can act accordingly because it's like you can act accordingly but it requires a lot of initiation like it, it's like it's not just like hey i am a god and like sure even if you believe it but like it's like what actions can be justified towards that you know it's like what actions can be justified towards that and then that becomes like that that's so true bro that's like so true that's just point blank period well, how, okay you're a god you're you, if you like you believe you're like a total ass god like what what justifications do you have towards that um as in like what godly things have you done that like have never been done before that's what i'm saying um but uh <laughs> But um, if you realize, on the other hand, that you are the creative force experiencing a temporary, uh, I guess you could call it a temporary incarnation. Yeah, by all definitions, it would be a temporary incarnation uh, here in this realm. Then you, then 
like you start to realize wow i could use then that means that like i if i am the creator of everything then that means uh, that even though i don't have all of my power right now i have set myself up in such a way that like i can easily access that energy if i need it and that goes back in with meditation that goes back in with meditation um you will like gain a deeper sense of self-realization through that uh, through that process of sitting in silence with your own ideas and seeing them like resolve on them by themselves because like you'll sit down and then you'll realize wow thoughts are arising okay let me just sit let me just sit and then time passes and then thoughts stop and then you feel your body and then you're like oh my legs are stiff all right all right all right ignores it but, but like this is this is throughout this is me like just too long didn't read like fourth years worth of meditation practice yeah i mean so you get to that point where you like just forget about your body forget about your breath your, your perspective is bloop and then you close your eyes like your eyes are closed and you're like in the void like you're in like the void of nothingness and like what goes on there like it's like what goes on there like that's just up to you you, you know when you're dreaming you know when like you know when you're dreaming you know when you're dreaming like it's like for example like i can because it's like the thoughts and the ideas that you start to take like vision vision of become very like habitual and repetitive it's like you will be dreaming about the same things every day like you will be dreaming about the same things every day and then when you finally have enough of dreaming about the same things and you like you you like release and you're like i no longer want to be like in charge of what we dream about and then you release it to your, your like subconscious um well you'll say that like the subconscious itself is actually always in control but really it's like beyond the subconscious like let's say like you connect okay if you could be conscious enough to forget that you're conscious while still remaining conscious you tell your subconscious hey no more subconscious and then the subconscious plugs into infinite intelligence and then when you plug into infinite intelligence that's where the ideas come from bro like it's like it's, that's it that's it but they, they can't just be any xyz ideas they're gonna they're, they're only gonna be ideas that are relevant to you like you're not just gonna fucking get random ideas that are way out of like your capability to manifest like if you're only capable of manifesting like b level like realities you're only gonna manifest like you're only going to attract b level realities and it's like how do you level up those reality levels? Well, ritual is the way that I'm going to be teaching you. So what I want to do as a way for, well, I mean, it's going to be cool for all of us to just kind of do this at our own pace. But I mean, that's kind of the point. You're going to do this at, your, uh, at like your own pace, obviously. But the actual collective like interlocking is going to come from the fact that like, no matter how advanced or or naive we are when it comes to um this craft the rituals which i will be releasing are all going to be like they're gonna be chronological it's like all right it's gonna start from here then we're gonna go like here's where you start because anyone should start from here and then as we progress it's just gonna get more advanced on its own by default in nature but it's not gonna be like this is like the beginning but it's like like i said you need you need to be able like i can't just give you like a fucking okay so this is like pokemon like really this is like pokemon it's like if you don't have enough badges to train like a level 99 uh charizard then you are not going to be able to train the, you're not going to be able to control the level 99 charizard um yeah that's that's it yeah.
it's just it really is like that it, especially with like because it's like you're gonna be dealing with uh they're not gonna be pokemon but they're gonna be they're gonna be guides and they're gonna be like entities and they're gonna be like spiritual figures that are going to have authority within the realms of your subconscious and it's going to require you to be open-minded and it's going to require you to be flexible and you're going to have to release any expectations to be honest and you know like how does that look like what does that even look like there's no specific way to say release expectations because if i tell you this is the way in which you release expectations then your expectations revolving that will be created so it's like just expect just expect this to be a sort of conversation with you and god that is like the only way that i can really say it and that's just it that's just it because ultimately that's what life is it's just a conversation between you and god everything else like god introduces you to people and stuff all the people you know and like i mean back to what back to one explicit definition like god is just a three-letter word therefore it's easier to say than infinite intelligence but um you don't necessarily need to be like perfect when like starting the ritual journey or like creating a circle and opening a rift but it's like what does need to be in check is like are your chakras in balanced or as balanced as they can be and is your mind 100% in on this right now so like that looks a lot like choosing to be present and well the chakra balancing read about each chakra but i could give you a general i'm going to go ahead and give you a general like guide on how to balance the chakras once you like realize what it means so you're just going to want to visualize the chakra you're going to want to like see the color then you're going to want to invoke the feelings that go with it while you're visualizing that circle uh, don't make it bigger than like a quarter it's like a small energy management system so you're going to visualize it in the corresponding location with the corresponding color and as you're starting to build upon each chakra uh, that foundation is going to start to build itself within so it's like let's say you're in the root chakra and this is the red chakra so you're going to like invoke the color of red the emotions that go with red not necessarily negative emotions but then you're also going to see all right so uh, how can i associate red and rooting together and there you see red and rooting words with r then you bring those things in together and then as you visualize what it means to be rooted you could visualize also a hue of red and as you start to invoke these things you start to uh, ground yourself with your within your within your own mind and as you're uh root, uh grounding yourself you're going to be thinking about like all right who am i your name you could see your name you could see your location where you are on the earth and then you could also visualize a, a sort of cord that like is connecting you towards the center of the earth and then you could visualize yourself being rooted and then you could build up from that uh with each specific uh chakra all the way until the crown this is going to be a, a couple of days meditation if, if like you're not just going to sit down for 70 minutes and um do all of them and like also don't force it if you don't have the awareness to just sit down for 70 minutes and balance your chakras don't do it uh, i'd prefer 10 minutes of fully intentional meditation than uh, two hours of only kind of intentional meditation great so why is it that we're 
choosing to go through all of these steps. It's in order to reach this point where you're clear of mind and you're aware of where your thoughts are coming from and you can anchor a sense of self independent to unstable circumstances such as emotions well that's actually the word that's going to segue us into the it's actually emotions the reason that we do this is to become aware of how the emotions and the experiences that we are participating in are creating or withholding value from from our own experience because it's like at the end of the day if you don't have the the right values like you're not going to be like okay so your perspective has a vision but your subconscious has a plan right if your perspective if your like if your i am is not in harmony with your perspective excuse me if your i am is not in harmony with your subconscious then that means that you are manifesting dissonant experiences because there is a lack of resonance within your auric system and i mean yeah we're actually going to go ahead and start talking about the auras okay just how there are seven chakras there are seven auras and they exist on different planes like we've spoken about this before like each aura is its own body like in its own term that's what an aura is so on the spiritual plane the causal the celestial and the etheric bodies are taking root well actually it's more of like a temple for the etheric it's more like an etheric temple like some people will call it an astral temple but it it's like similar to the etheric in the sense that it is meant to be created out of non-materialistic uh symbols and foundations in other words it's like you could consider it like if you have a constant within your dream realm that you constantly inhabit that could be your your, your temple and then you actually have your astral body is like it's it's the actual body that can navigate both of these planes the spiritual and the physical so the astral body the astral the ast the astral aura is its own thing that is going to fall into its own category and then you have the mental body or the mental aura emotional the etheric body as in it exists on both realms but in different manners and then the physical body so it's like it's very interesting if you like look at it in a chart actually we're gonna you can go ahead and read through the description and click on the link if you would like to see a picture of how these layers create the self uh or well the bubble around the self known as the auras um and then just depending on how like well balanced each of your chakras are each of your well yeah really uh the corresponding aura will be in balance um go ahead and do a little bit more research but like i mean for all intents and purposes the reason that we're going to be balancing the chakras is so that we are more in harmony and more aligned with each of our auras well again seven uh and then you'll go ahead and then you'll see which one is in harmony with which one <laughs> really just do it it's gonna take a little bit of practice uh so just start with your chakras if you don't know how to start with your auras uh, and if you don't know which aura would like to go with which um so yeah just start with your chakras just start with your chakras um i gave you the meditation earlier on here make sure that you apply it by just taking a few moments every moment that you can and be like all right 
Let me ground into my, let me ground, let me ground really quick, a couple of breaths. It doesn't even need to be more than like a two minute process. Just a couple of breaths. All right, I'm here. And then you ground into your root chakra. And then when you're really comfortable with that, you're gonna ground into the root chakra and then you're gonna like transfer that energy upwards. It's gonna be a visualization. You visualize that traveling up your spine, but then it's going to take root in the actual, in the actual location where the chakra itself inhabits. And then you kind of use the spine as like the elevator for, uh, for well, Kundalini. Uh, we're gonna get into Kundalini actually, because it's like, there's not much like that. For example, uh, I feel like Kundalini is, uh, although different. I mean, it's the same thing for it's the same thing that people talk about when they talk about stuff revolving Kundalini and spiritual awakenings. But no, no one really describes it the same way. Which is right why it's so cool, in my opinion. It's just, it's really cool. Because of the fact that we're talking about similar experiences, but we experienced it so differently. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying. That Like, I mean, it's in a language that only makes sense to you. And, like, that goes hand in hand with Kundalini. So, like, I mean, you want to align all of your auras. You want to align all of your chakras into, like, unison. Because of the fact that the more in alignment that you are, the more you can channel Kundalini. And by channeling Kundalini, you just become a much more proficient individual. You ground deeper into your own sense of identity and you create from that position of power, empowered through your own self rather than the outside world. Because it's like, you realize that like, I mean, well, I'll go ahead and I'll link more pictures uh, of like the spirals and like the, the Kundalini and what the Kundalini means. Um, yeah, actually, I guess this would be a great place to start talking about magic and the definitions surrounding it. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So Kundalini, I'll go ahead and I'll upload a picture of Basil, but, um, act, but actually the true origins of this are actually through the Kabbalah. Uh, each sphere and each Sephiroth on the tree of life, uh, each Sephiroth on the tree of life represents a sort of uh, part of the subconscious, well, technically the soul, but um, it's really like let's observe it as the subconscious because, in this specific esoteric perspective, we are consulting the subconscious mind. Uh, therefore, each each sphere is a sort of uh, realm that you need to traverse, and in order to navigate through this, um, you need to be able to channel specific amounts of Kundalini to specific avenues of the mind. And um, ultimately, how, do, how you could view this is necessarily a... So yeah, uh, being able to use that Kundalini to navigate through each, I guess you could call it realm, uh, or really Sephiroth, uh, is basically what the whole archetype of Baphomet illustrates. Um, you see, you see the image, and you see two serpents coiling up a rod, and you see a duality of the actual, well, goat-headed, genderless deity. Um, it's very, it's very cool because it's like when you have a Kundalini awakening, 
Like you just, that's exactly what it signifies. It symbolizes, it illustrates, it feels like. It's just, it's truth, it's absolute truth. And when you look at it, it's like, wow, fuck. Like shit, <laughs> who am I to deny this, bro? It's so true. And like, I mean, if, if like you just denied it, you would just deny it to yourself. Like it's, it, it just, it resonates so deeply when like you realize what the fuck it is. <laughs> and like, there's no, it's like it transcends like any impression that you would try to make on anyone, any sort of like perspective internalization that anything could be having upon itself. Like it's like ultimately what these people were just trying to show you but we're occulting from the mass media of like societal like structure at that time was the fact that like enlightenment would take place and would take hold within the self but they illustrated that as the most villainous force of nature that they could imagine so that the people who were not ready to face the fear of like what is this nature would be would be crippled with fear in other words empowering that negative entity created as a way to establish the counter whip of like dominance and servitude but yeah ultimately what baphomet is symbolizing is the unison of the left hand path and the right hand path into the well you see a lot of black and white undertones it's supposed to uh, illustrate the duality of the mind the conscious subconscious mentality and by merging those two you raise and lower the, the for example the uh the brightness we could just look at it like that you can raise and lower the brightness in order to shine the light uh, towards the stage or whatever and i mean it's actually crazy that i said that analogy because uh, usually there is a candle uh, a, a, an inflamed candle on the head of the goat and uh, that is to signify spiritual enlightenment and the essence of spiritual enlightenment is to light the awareness the awakening it's uh it's awareness ultimately what it tri truly tries to become because it's like when you start to participate in witchcraft or ritual ri ritual craft or whatever you really want to call it bro um you start to just realize what it is and what it is is becoming more aware in order to become more aware in the decisions you make throughout your narrative and the more empowered the decisions you make the better outcomes that come to you in turn they are in alignment with the goals that you're trying to achieve the the chief definite aim if you really want to look at it from a napoleon hill standpoint but really i could just call it like your quest objective or your goal or just your desire bro it's, it doesn't have to have any fancy name as long as like you show up for it and if you're showing up for it you don't necessarily need to like invoke a pantheon or anything but the thing is that like you your life becomes that actual practice of like this is a an actual energetic exchange this is a this is a act of power this is a intentional uh, intentional acquisition to a project that i am proud of
and uh, you start to take that level of intention from the ritual into your day-to-day life and in turn it's not that you stop doing ritual it's that when you do ritual now it's so much more intentional because it's like you realize the true power that ritual holds and you don't need to be unlocking it for every xyz little thing so it's like it's really amazing because it's like it's it's a true treasure trove of of wisdom so i mean i i am all for practicing the ritual so to start things off we're gonna we're gonna learn how to cast a a a standard circle all right so you're gonna need i feel like it's very important for you to understand what everything means when it comes to well casting a circle drawing a star and the in-betweens that surround that so before I even show you how to like cast a circle or whatever, we're gonna go ahead and just quickly go over. Well, not even quickly. We're just gonna go over it. Uh, so the star. So the five point. So it's like, what, doesn't the star mean Satan? Like, sure, okay. If you point it downwards, people are gonna argue that it means Satan because it's like fucking Satanists and like the Satanic Temple have etched the star in association to the goat head. But the thing is that like, it's it's really a representation of five elements it's water earth air fire and ether ether being the spiritual connection the spiritual frequency that connects us to everything those five points when they merge into the convergence of yourself your soul you 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 the caster the witch the wizard the magician uh, it creates the infinite potential to create the anything. It, it, it's the infinite potential for anything to be created, anything to be manifested through you, the architect, what you can envision. So it's very beautiful. It's very beautiful. Um, the circle, the circle is a protection ritual. It's a protection bound, binding thing, binding thing, binding sigil that is enacted not only to protect from outside but also to protect the outside from you because it's like maybe you're maybe you're extremely powerful and like you're exploding a bunch of energy you don't want that to just be destructive energy you want it to be contained within the circle so that's why we that's why i particularly enjoy doing that the thing is that like you don't need to protect yourself once you reach a certain like because it's like the radiance that you're emitting is so powerful that nothing unless nothing that is not serving your highest purpose is going to be able to be uh refined and distilled through that because it's like it's going to be like a force field it's going to be like if this is not like pure pure intention to me myself i it's not going to be able to like bleed through it's going to just go straight and uh it's going to be disintegrated within like the force field uh because it's going to be too like overpowering for it uh like i mean before i was able to really view the world from this perspective i used to uh protect myself and like the thing is that don't get me wrong like i mean you have ancestors you have it's good to commune with them but it's like asking for specific protection like it's like just protect yourself just be strong enough just be strong enough you'll get there you'll get there and the reason that we point the star downwards isn't because of like satan or anything at least in this specific tradition my specific tradition i point the star down words as a way to symbolize that I am but a reflection of the upwardly like I am but a reflection of the divine here on earth it's pointing down because I'm here I'm rooted but uh when I for example like if you're looking down 
if the star is pointing down to you, if you are standing above it, it is technically pointing up. And it is a little, it is only a matter of perception that determines what the symbolism of the star means. So really like seeing from where I am in this point in my life, like as a human being incarnated on earth, I have chosen to point the star downwards as a way for it to signify my anchoring into this vessel here on earth. Even though I am capable of understanding the fact that I am not limited to this singular body, I am choosing to inhabit it as much as I can in this moment as a reflection of the divine constituencies that course through our nature. I understand that other practitioners might have different definitions for the systems that they work with. But uh, this has been the system that has been working for me. And like, I mean, this is all based around the fact that the, 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 the basic understanding, tying it back to the main idea of like what we started this episode with mindfulness and like growing that awareness, like the more aware you become, like your compassion increases with your awareness. If you're expanding your awareness, you're expanding your compassion for everything around you. It just goes with it. It just goes with it. What is awareness? Awareness isn't necessarily your knowledge. So I think that now would be a good time to talk about awareness. Um, I wasn't really planning about talking about awareness. So um, it's like awareness is that set understanding. Like you can't necessarily, that being in the moment, like you become aware by taking a breath, seeing how you feel, your weight. So it's gauging the perspective it's just becoming alive like it's hard to put into words like awareness is more than you can really just put into words because words are in are relators of awareness but they negate enough awareness in order for it to make sense to a collective it's uh, in turn reductionist and it's kind of difficult to understand if you're not there. It took me a long time to grasp that understanding. Um, well into my 20s, uh, well into my 20s, I was in my, in, in my 20s at, uh, when that finally made sense to me. Uh, more than just like word philosophy, you know? Uh, like, yeah, more than just word philosophy, like actually, like, rather than just reading it, you draw the same conclusion that the philosopher drew. Um, and it's not necessarily like, granted, you, it's really be begets the question, like, would you have stumbled upon this information organically had you not, like, chosen to, let's say, read about it in its own right, maybe at a different point in time? Or is it, it's just that like that goes hand in hand with like the the determina the determination of destiny and fate. Like ultimately, what is it? You know, does it exist? And how can? And if it does exist, why do we care so much about it? Like it's because of many things. I think that it just falls down to like our ancestors wanting to matter, our ancestors wanting to feel like they had a legacy and that they weren't just going to be forgotten after they died. But that attaches to a fear of death in my opinion like for me it's not necessarily that like it's like you live you die you know like i mean i feel like a lot of us feel this way now and that collective mentality has in essence shifted from what it used to be as uh and like i think that like it just goes hand in hand with the awakening you know like i mean like if just 
uh, even if it's 20% of the population, even if just 20% of the population feels this way, capable of processing their emotions and like thinking, then it's going to be contagious. It's going to grow. And eventually the 20% is going to be the majority. And I mean, even if it's not like, it's just, it's just, it's not even uh, worrying about, is it going to be in my lifetime? More so as in like, hey, this is the flame that we are holding for the future we want to see. And like everything that comes with that understanding is, uh, I guess you could call it like the magic practice that I have just walked down it, because it's like the, 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 the Kibalion teaches us about how like this information was, was uh, kept nestled in the like this fire was nestled by by very few people and like it, it just i don't know i don't know what i'm really saying in this moment i'm just flowing through what was coming to my mind and like i mean i i do realize that like the kabbalion said what it said especially like okay maybe that didn't make sense i was just saying that like this knowledge like it was kept safe by like a small group like i guess you could call it a small sect of uh, people who knew that this information was valid even like even timeless timelessly you know it's just it's been timeless guardians of the flames that have chosen to know this information and share this information and well literally keep the information alive like if, it, if, it, if someone knows about it it's alive and um the crazy thing is though that like we now we live in a point in time where thousands of people know about it because of the internet like hundreds of thousands of people millions of people then but the thing is that it's not just enough to know about it you need to know about it and set it into action and that percentage like so out of the small percentage of people who know about the Kabbalion, for example a small percent only a small percentage of those people are going to actually practice those teachings and only a small percentage of those people are going to practice the teachings and i quote religiously otherwise ritualistically or habitually and only a small percentage of those people are going to have enough like energy to be able to manifest it <laughs> so you see how it gets smaller the more like it gets bigger but it gets smaller but it gets bigger but it gets smaller or maybe it just gets smaller the bigger it gets or you see what I'm saying. Maybe it's not Maybe it's not even that. It just gets smaller, period. It gets smaller the closer you get to the center. So in turn, it does get bigger. Um, yeah, I mean, that's cool. You can, you can do a circle by literally... It doesn't even have to be a fucking knife or anything. Like, you could literally do this on a marker and a sheet of paper. But if you have enough intention... You need to have the intention to be able to really manifest or do what you want to do. Okay, so let's say that you set your intentions and they are very clear and you can step into them as reality. Uh, the first thing you're going to want to do in this ritual setting is uh, take a moment, as long as that moment requires, to ground into your body and get into a trance state. If this is your first time, it's, it might be a little difficult, so you're going to just have to focus on just meditating. But the reason that you're required to be so good at meditation in order to do ritual effectively is because of the fact that it requires a trance state, a state where you can visualize and, and feed information to yourself and you not be restrained by 
three-dimensionality to negate it or deny it. It's a trance state where you s s tap into the etheric end. Like, I mean, I'll go ahead eventually get and get into that, but um, that'll just be actually a meditation episode, which was uh, a lot in hand with what we were talking about today. But as you see now, like, I mean, we're over an hour into this content and I, just now is when I'm getting into the actual ritual part of the whole episode. So it's going to be like a lengthy conversation, like from here on out. And it just goes with like listening along and waiting until like the topic that you might be specifically into gets covered because it's not going to be like, hey, today in specific, we're going to learn about like astral body projection. <laughs> um, no, it's a conversation setting, as you see, even if it's just like a monologue, but it's a monologue conversation. And like, I mean, eventually you were going to get to what you're thinking about because of the fact that like if you're listening through and through your collective energy is helping fuel the machine that is this episode well this content this uh podcast i want to thank all of you again but um anyway moving forward you go ahead and you get into this trance state and that basically feels like meditating you're meditating you're focusing on your breath and then you forget that you're breathing but you stay in that moment for like a bit like you're like one two three four one two three four one two three four obviously like breaths are right but uh i'm counting them faster on purpose uh yeah so let's say that you got like 50 good breaths in and then you forget that you're breathing you, you forget that you're counting and you just exist in that moment when your body naturally realizes that like it's been in this moment for a while without moving however long that requires it's probably gonna open its eyes just naturally don't fight it like you would do in prolonged meditation or don't necessarily like deny it the ability to like if you want to open your eyes in deep meditation but you're like no i want to focus on just keeping my eyes closed my legs crossed great but in this setting they're going to want to open you're going to let them open and then you're going to but like don't open them fully like if you can focus on like the tip of your nose Go ahead and focus on the tip of your nose and then let the rest of like your peripheral vision construct the room around you when the room around you is realized within your visionary field you're gonna go ahead and allow for the entire space like you're gonna just focus on the room rather than just your nose and then you're gonna go ahead and then you're gonna start to if you can if you want to light the flame you can light a fire or a candle in the center it doesn't matter the color, I would recommend black. Not for anything like dark or anything, just it's like black is the unity of all colors, it's everything, it's, it's, uh, it's absoluteness. And uh, white is potential. So in the middle, it, the middle represents the, the world, the void, the space where everything draws from. You put that in the center of whatever ritual space you will be performing in. And then you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna mark your pentagram. It's a five-star, well, it's a pentagram, homies. It's a five-star circle. Uh, for this particular school of thought, we are pointing the star downward as I have gone into detail already. And uh, facing us, the point, uh, we will be facing south while the higher point of like the the two parts of the star are going to be facing north you could see it as like 
the horns and then the mouth is going to be facing south which is where we're going to be standing and then the two ears will be facing east and west and then we will constructively be creating the face of god um but not necessarily like it's just whatever it is uh so yeah like i mean the cool thing is that like ritual since i'm not there with you it's gonna be up to you to make it your own and i can only really give you like a slither of the mystic of the mystic like reality that is this knowledge tree but that is enough for you to go ahead and create your own like progression to that and in turn your own mystical experience so yeah you're gonna go ahead and you're going to um create the pentagram and some people would say do the circle first then the pentagram but I prefer to allow the energy to expand as much as it as freely as it wants and then draw the circle that in uh, that circum uh, circumnabulates it <laughs> circumnabulates it whatever the, the encompassing circles yeah well yeah uh, because in that in doing that uh, in doing that, you allow for the energy to naturally expand and then you create a open environment that allows for the energy to freely navigate, but also be contained at the same time. Um, yeah, and especially because we're not focusing with any like crazy energies right now, we're literally just creating a circle, allowing our own chakra space to charge it and then like sitting in it. That's going to be basically the only thing that like we're trying to accomplish. Um, that's basically it, you know. Uh, so yeah, really, there's no real need for like super steady, like 19, 99, 33 degrees uh, of like protection or like ritualistic like protection yeah literally we're just gonna be like focusing on some simple it's like in in harry potter it would be the equivalent of like putting your hand out to the broom and saying up <laughs> but um yeah it's because of the fact that i don't want to like give a shit ton of information and it not be known how to like be created but now you know after this episode you know how to create a circle and uh, yeah that's pretty cool and we went over a lot uh, next so we're still going over it but like yeah so you're gonna create the circle and then when you finish creating uh the circle around it you're gonna go back to your meditation you could sit inside of the center with the flame or you could sit in front at the tip it's all the same it doesn't really matter but uh the magnetism will be coursing through you nonetheless if you're familiar with like kundalini work channel your kundalini energy through your vertebrates and if you could rise it all the way to the crown chakra and make it well so okay uh if you could do that you wouldn't necessarily need to like know how to do it but i'm not saying that you need to know how to do it i'm actually just giving you a ritual so if you already know how to do that what you're going to want to be knowing how to do is raise your energy from the root chakra all the way to the crown chakra maintaining it and erupting it and then using that using that literal aura that will be uh besieged from this experience as a way to wrap yourself around it and then uh with that energy that uh etheric uh i guess you could call it like electro it's like it's like a plasma it's like a plasma but really it isn't like a plasma because it's like etheric it's like etheric plasma i don't know what it's called 
You use this energy and you wrap yourself with this energy and as you wrap yourself with this energy, it's, it's gonna not protect you but it's going to uh, in it's going to form a shell it's going to be like a shell of reinforcement towards all the intentions that you have been like nesting nestling and um that's the thing like that's why it's like it's so helpful to have clear intentions because if you have any ambiguous intentions in your subconscious mind then it's just going to be manifested like that but if you fill in your subconscious mind with conscious intentions rather than ambiguous intentions so then only those intentions are going to be the ones coming out or like i mean at the end of the day like sure it's like a science but it's also kind of like a probability at the same time so it's a probable science um so there's also a point that like you know maybe your subconscious just decides to skew you and it just gives you that random ass ambiguous intention but like i mean if you have enough if you have enough like positive intentions then like even if you have an ambiguous intention it's going to be an ambiguously positive intention that is nonetheless going to benefit you but that comes over time you're going to want to focus on explicitly creating like the foundation and the conditions for these opportunities to arise rather than controlling the necessity for them to be arisen so if you can do that that's what you're going to want to do if you can't necessarily like have that kundalini experience in this moment don't worry about it um really like don't worry about it <laughs> it's not worth worrying about but you're going to want to focus on continuing to focus on your chakras if you could see those all of those colors lining up across your body and then if you could do a if you could do like a scan of your body while holding those chakra colors inside of your meditative state while focusing on only the breath and allowing for the chakras and the body scan to compile organically without the use of will or force then it will be something that arises naturally within a given time frame but if not you know like it's not i'm not even saying that like this is something that you need to be able to do i'm just saying that usually when you're able to get to that point then the byproduct that comes from that is being able to have those kundalini experiences so like instead of working towards like hey i will be able to use kundalini experience you could work towards like those specific parameters it's like all right get that good at meditating where you can hold these types of things in your mind and then you see, you'll see that like the reward not necessarily that well yeah it could even be like an rpg like if you want to think about it like an rpg uh you'll get a reward from that <laughs> and that reward will be like a kundalini experience uh and it's not bad to think that like wanting a kundalini experience is like a negative thing like if you if you want your kundalini experience you're well in your rights to want to have one like it's like it's a because it's like you'll see that it becomes a very like tantric experience on its own as well because of the fact that like you are becoming more aware of who the fuck you are and your own potentiality rather than like what you've been told you can be what you've been told you can do like you just start doing shit for yourself or uh, like just like shit that like you never even expected like shit shit that's like never even been like written about type of stuff and that leads you down a a rabbit hole of isomorphisms of like constituency that are going to translate across other forms of meaning and matter but before i get so sidetracked i just i want to talk about how to close the circle and it's really easy to close the circle but it, it but it's still very important for me to talk about how to close it um when you get to that point where you're like ready 
and done with like your energy work uh, you're just gonna fucking if you have a candle you're gonna blow it out if you have a circle uh, no candles just break the circle and uh, just set the intention like in that moment to release the energy and only retain uh, what you need in that moment because you don't want to be spiritually greedy either and in doing so you allow the energy to close and that becomes that now that we've gone over enough theory let's transition into application with this week's reading very cool so we got the four of wands and the four of what wands signify the 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 roads in life that we go through uh, they represent the foundations as well and the four in specific represents the stability of the seeds that we have sown in our foundations uh, we're we have that foundation we are centered and we are grounded and we have built that foundation through hard work and persistent effort um we know this don't we like i mean it's like yes um it's like yes we know this don't we so uh really it's just it's reaffirming that we are here grounded in this moment and the intention was concretized that's truly what i see right now um it's just a uh at the end of the day divination it just reaffirms to you what you already know like it's not gonna it's really hard for it to tell you something new about yourself that you haven't like because it's like if you don't know yourself how are you gonna believe something like how are you gonna be able to derive truth from it um and so yeah i mean in this specific intention i, I realized that we've been talking about being grounded and being and being stable and like how important that is for this whole magic craft and i went ahead and i used my um, old reliable <laughs> lol and um the one card we drew was yeah foundations so it's like it's all the same process but it's just an illustration of the process that helps for uh that helps raise the collective vibration truth be told um very cool very cool so i mean i really i really feel positive about all of this it's really cool um like i mean we're talking about a lot but in essence everything's coming out really well and i feel like it's really easy to listen to i've gone ahead and done most of the editing at this point i've done all of the editing at this point actually um and it's very very you know like it's chronological and i think that's cool that's what i was trying to do but um there's like you know i mean it's been done before and i could just follow a guide but then at that point it's not my information it's just a guide's information and that's not like if i wanted to do that i would just fucking not i would not have a podcast you know so the fact that i mean i i've been able to derive these ideas and for for quite a while as well at this point i mean 76 minutes it's the new it's the new longest episode at this point uh to date and that's pretty cool um it's a very organic thing like i i just had to let a lot of these things happen on their own by releasing expectations like honestly i think that the number one thing that i've learned from all of this being not just the podcasting process but the mystic journey of my life as well has been the process of releasing expectations 
as a way because it's like if you hold expectations that's an attachment to something that doesn't exist and it's going to be an emotional attachment so it's like you run the risk of you run the risk of it being like not so like let's say it doesn't work out how you want it to work out and your expectations are not met then you will suffer as a byproduct of it because you are attaching to the expectation of it working out the way that you are going to work uh, that it wants to work out or that you think it's going to work out when in reality like it wasn't guaranteed to work out in that way but you so you have that emotional reaction it'll be like a split second emotional reaction and i'm telling and i'm speaking about this not because i read it but literally like i finally like learned how to express it because it's like i've experienced this myself like i realized that when i had emotional reactions to things it's because i i expected them to work out a specific way and it's not to say that like Yes, 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 it's true. It's true. It's what I'm saying. Uh, I expected them to work out a specific way and I was I was attached to an outcome or like a time frame. And when that time frame wouldn't work out or when that like expectation wouldn't resolve, I would like it, it would be annoyance. It was like, ah, but it's not necessarily annoyance with like the outside world. It's just like it's just general. Right. And um, it takes you like out of like that state of like ease and like kindness i guess yes it makes you a little a little bit less kind and so like yeah it makes you colder it makes you colder and i guess that's like a big reason as to like why our society is like so cold because it's like an expectations based society and i mean time and time again our expectations are not met right and so it just makes you colder and more bitter and more bitter anyway that's a pretty big um that's a pretty big topic to get into in the future. But um, yeah, I mean, it's up to us to just choose how, like, it's like, listen, if the outcome that we want to happen happens, then we're going to be just as happy whether or not we attach to it. It's not to say don't dream, bro. You hold your dreams. But if you're like, it's knowing what to attach to. You don't need to like micro and like you don't need to micromanage the universe. You just set your intention, be it whatever it be. And it doesn't even need to be like attached with people. Like it's not like specific people. Like, sure. Like it doesn't have to be specific people. As long as you can focus on the feeling and actually making sense of the feeling and holding that feeling, the events and the environment and the people, that'll just be secondary. You'll attract those with necessity. But if you can hold the, if you can hold steady, if you can hold steady with your emotion and how you would feel after your intention is realized you will be like that's how that's how i've seen it manifest that's how i've seen it manifest firsthand we've done a lot this episode and just as spontaneously as it started it will end have a good one everyone